work and ministry. Exactly how do they fit together? We'll find out next with Pastor Mark Job. I want you to do whatever you do with integrity, not just when people are watching you, but when people aren't watching you, because I want you to do your job out of reverence for the Lord, knowing that God's eyes are always on you. So if you're working for God, you don't cut corners. Hello. Welcome to Moody Presents, featuring the teaching ministry of Mark Job. Mark is the president of Moody Bible Institute and also the founding pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. Hey, thanks for listening to our program. The thing is, we have been on the air since 1971. Yeah, when Dr. George Sweeting began this ministry. And we so appreciate being able to share insights from God's work every week. It might not be on your mind every day, but as a believer, everything we do matters to God. Meaning, we can glorify Him in so many different ways, including our daily work. We're looking at the mindset and attitude required in order to view your work as a ministry. Interesting. Now, as a reminder, this message and all our Moody Presents messages are archived at moodypresents.org. Now, here's Pastor Mark Job on Moody Presents. And so it starts, first of all, in us. Our change inside of us prepares us to see our job as a ministry. And then he goes on and he tells us, take off the old working attitude and go above and put on a new working attitude. I don't have time to go through all of Colossians here, chapter 3, but I'm going to focus on that which relates to working. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, I read this to you already. He gives us this important, powerful verse, and this verse is, And whatever you do, whether it in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So whatever you do, whether it's action or whether it's speech, you do it in the name of Jesus, and you do it with an attitude of gratitude, whatever you do. We don't all get paid for the jobs that we do, but there's still a job. You may be a stay-at-home mom, and you spend a lot of time changing diapers and doing things like this. That is a job. You don't see a paycheck for it, but it is a job. You do it in Jesus' name, and you do it with gratitude. You may get up in the morning at 6 o'clock and jump on the orange line and go downtown, and as you're going to your job, you do the same thing. You do it in Jesus' name and with an attitude of gratitude. He's talking to us about erasing the secular from the sacred, the priesthood of all believers, and looking at our job, no matter what it is, no matter what we do, looking at it as a ministry. And then he goes on. And he talks to husbands and wives and children and parents. And then he picks the hardest job, the very hardest job that Paul could think of. I mean, think of the worst job, the most difficult job that you can think of in today's society. And that's what Paul chose. And that job in his day was the job of, there was indentured servants, which mean that they were almost viewed as property of their masters. Uh, they were the equivalent to slaves, basically. They tell us, historians tell us that there was about 60 million 
slaves in the Roman Empire when this was written, which was about one-third to one-half of the population. So close to one-third to one-half of the population had jobs that basically they were like slaves in those jobs, treated like dirt, had no rights, sold almost as property. They had every kind of job from the wood and the cleaning and all the menial jobs all the way up to some of the slaves were teachers and doctors depending on their education because many of these were slaves that were brought from other countries but they were uh, servants that had very little rights and they lived in some of the worst conditions that you can imagine and as the church started to grow there was people from the regular population that were in there and there were also people that were these indentured servants that were also part of the congregation and so Paul is talking to people that have the worst job you can think of, and he addresses them and talks to them about the mentality and attitude he expects them to have. Now, Paul is not endorsing slavery. He's just dealing with the reality of slavery in the Roman Empire. And what he tells these people about, what he tells these workers about, and the attitude that he gives these workers are attitudes that you and I can apply to whatever job we have now. And I can guarantee you, no matter how bad you think your job is, it was not, your job is not nearly as bad as the job that these servants had. And Paul expects this kind of attitude of people that are getting very low pay, being treated like dirt a lot, not recognized for what they do, have very little rights, and listen to what Paul says. He basically tells them they need to put on a threefold mentality. He says to them, there's three new mindsets to put on. And he tells them, number one, he says, slaves or servants or attendants, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it not only when their eye is on you to win their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. The first thing he tells these people that have very difficult jobs is this. Don't just be a man pleaser. Go above and be a God pleaser. As you go to work on Monday morning, as you get ready to go to your job, you start putting on a new mindset and you're saying, God, I'm going to my calling right now. This is part of my calling. I'm not going to do something secular, I'm going to do something holy. The holy thing I'm called to do is my job. I'm doing this in Jesus' name, and I'm doing this with gratitude. Many of us get up on Monday morning, and we say, I'm doing this for my mortgage. I really wish I didn't have to go to work today. I wish I had a day off. They pay me so bad. It's going to be a long day. Can't wait till Friday. That may be your favorite expression. Thank God it's Friday. We even have a chain of restaurants named after, right? Thank God it's Friday because so many people hate their jobs. And what Paul is saying is, hey, I want you to erase that mentality. I want you to get up in the morning and saying, I'm going to work for God. I'm going in Jesus' name. And I may be going to a law firm, 
but my job is really not the law firm. My job is I'm doing this job in Jesus' name, and I'm going to take on an attitude of gratitude. I'm going to be thankful for the job that I have. So thank you, Lord, that you've called me to this place, and thank you that I'm a missionary there, and thank you that I have a holy calling, and what I do, God, I'm not going to do just to please men as they see me, but I'm going to do it to please you, God, and I'm going to do my job to please you whether people see what I do or don't do. I'm going to do it the way that the Apostle Paul said, not only when the eyes are on you to win their favor, but with integrity of heart or sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. The word sincere that's used here in the NIV, that word sincere comes from the Latin word without wax. If you know Spanish, which is very closely related to Latin, we say the person is es una persona sincera. Sin means without, thera means wax. How many of you have heard that word? Sincera, without wax. That expression came from basically the Roman swaparamas, so to speak. Because people would go to garage sales in the day and they would barter and buy pottery. And pottery and statues were a big thing in those days. And so if you were to find a piece of pottery that had been broken already, people would use wax to fill in the cracks to make it act like it was a, a pottery that had no cracks on it. They would, they would put wax, the color of the pottery, in order to camouflage the, 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 wa- the cracks and the imperfections of the pottery. So if you wanted to buy something and you wanted to make sure that it was, it was real and authentic and you were getting the real thing, you would ask, is this without wax? Is this without wax? In other words, is there integrity here? Not camouflaged. Paul is saying, when you go to work, I want you to go in Jesus' name, and I want you to go without wax. I want you to be real with what you do. I want you to do whatever you do with integrity, not just when people are watching you, but when people aren't watching you, because I want you to do your job out of reverence for the Lord, knowing that God's eyes are always on you. So if you're working for God, you don't cut corners. Hello? If you're working for your boss and he's not watching, I cut corners a little bit. Ah, He's not seeing me. He's never going to know this. If you're working for God, he's always watching you, so you never cut corners and you do everything with integrity. Why? Because you know that you're doing it for the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and you do it not just to please men, but you do it to please God. You do it with integrity when people are watching or not watching. You don't take... Uh, a double lunch break when your boss is on vacation, you take a regular lunch break because even though your boss can't see, your boss is seeing you and you're doing it out of a reverence for the Lord. Why? This is your calling and it's your ministry. Can anybody say yes to that? <laughs> Secondly, Don't just give half-hearted effort to your task. Go above and beyond and work at it with all your heart. And then Paul goes on and says in the next part of this verse, he says, and whatever you do, 
Not just if you're the boss and you run the company, but whatever you do, even though it may seem like a menial task to others, whatever you do, work at it. Notice work. Work at it. Throw yourself into it with all of your heart. Not just half-heartedly, not just giving 30% of your effort and energy, but work at it with all your heart. And here it goes, listen, as working for the Lord and not for men. Whoa. Now, would that change the way we do our work? This is Moody Presents with Pastor Mark Job who is bringing us a message about erasing the old mindset and having an attitude of gratitude no matter where God has placed you. The conclusion of today's message, Turning Your Work into Ministry, is coming up. Speaking of gratitude, though, we are so thankful for those who support what's happening here on Moody Presents. Question, would you consider becoming a monthly partner with Moody Presents? That's a listener who not only hears the program, but helps the program. Your automatic monthly gifts are a major source of financial support for this ministry. So if you'd like to be one of those who hear and help this ministry, well, become a Moody Presents partner today at moodypresents.org. That's moodypresents.org. Something to think about, you can get a 50% discount off the entire catalog of Moody Publishers products when you give it $30 a month or more. That's half off all of our Bible studies, devotionals, biographies, kids' books, family help books, and DVDs. Again, you can become a Moody Presents partner at moodypresents.org. What are ways that you can glorify God in your work? Once again, here's Mark Job on Moody Presents. So you get up and you go to your job, and you're a carpenter. And you're, you're on the job and there's other people that are there and they're complaining, first of all, complaining about the low wages, complaining about the bad weather, complaining about how people do things. And, and if you've been complaining about the job and complaining about people, then you don't want to give them your best. You want to give them your minimal. But you go on the job and first of all, you've dedicated your job to God in the morning. You're saying, God, I'm going to work for you. This is my holy calling right now. And I'm going to do my job for you. And then you start giving thanks for your job. Job. Thank you, God, that it may not be the best job in the world, but thank God it's a job. Thank God that there's other people that are unemployed and I'm not unemployed. Praise you for that, God. And I'm going to do my job as though this is, is I'm doing it for you, God. And so as you, as you go to measure and cut and hammer and put things together, you're saying in your mind, I'm doing this for God, not for my boss. He may never see it as though I'm working for him because this is part of my call. This is part of my ministry. This is part of what I do. Yeah. And you say, well, wait a second, Pastor. Is there a Christian way to do it and a non-Christian way to cut wood? I mean, is there a Christian way to saw and a non-Christian way to saw? Well, not necessarily. We saw the same way. And an atheist can be a good carpenter. And a Christian could be a good carpenter. 
If you're a baker, you can be an agnostic and bake well. And if you're a Christian, you can be a spirit-filled Christian and not necessarily be a good baker. Just because your wife loves Jesus doesn't, know, doesn't mean she knows how to cook. Don't say amen too loud, guys. I'm, I'm warning you. I'm just warning you. You better, if you're smart, you keep your mouth quiet and say, mm. If you say amen, pastor, you know, I, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be McDonald's for a while now. The point is that there's not an atheist way to do it and a Christian way to do it. There's just a good, there's just a right, excellent way to do it. But, but what Paul is telling us is if you are a Christian, you will find a good way of doing it because you're motivated to do this well because it's God that you're working for. So you're going to give your effort to do it well because we should be the most motivated people on the face of this earth because our calling is higher. Our calling is for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's what we're doing our job for. Let me tell you, if you have the right mentality, then when you get up on Monday morning and go to work, you're going to your ministry. Because whatever is done in Jesus' name is done for the King of Kings and is done as a ministry. And so you do your ministry. Your ministry is your sacred call. What you do is not, well, this is, I'm wasting my time and just getting a paycheck so I can get out of my work and go help mentor someone. You're doing spiritual, but when you do your secular job with a spiritual mindset, it becomes a holy job and it becomes ministry. So what I'm challenging you to do is I'm challenging everyone here to get into full-time ministry. You say, oh, pastor, you're going to hire a bunch of people at the church? No, no, no. I'm having your boss pay for you to be in full-time ministry. That's what I'm doing. I'm having your boss pay your paycheck, but I want you to go to your job in Jesus' name, doing it for the glory of God. I want the quality of your work to speak about how good your God is. I want the excellence of your job and the way you do your job, the mentality that you do your job in to speak to the glory of God. I want you to offer your job to God so when you spend eight hours of work, you haven't said, well, I just eight, wasted eight hours just so I could get my paycheck. I want you to come away from your job saying, I just did eight hours for the glory of God. I just spent eight hours in ministry doing this for God, for God's glory, energized by it for his with a thankful heart, and in Jesus' name, I'm launching you into ministry. And when you start doing it in Jesus' name, and you start doing it in the quality, you say, Pastor, you don't know my job. Everybody swears and cusses and gossips and puts people down. So when I go to my job, man, I go like, I'm in battle mode. Oh, I wish I could come and work at the church. So much swearing and cussing and gossiping about who slept with who on the weekend and partying. I wish I could be in a holy environment where they have praise music in the background. Where everybody's Christian. We could pray and share what God is doing. Man, I just really wish I could work at the church or work at Moody Bible Institute or work at a place where everybody's a Christian. I wish I could do that. Well, you can work in ministry. 
And I'm thinking, if everybody worked at the church, and if everybody worked at, in Christian ministries, like, where would our salt and light be? Seriously. I mean, how would people know what it means to live for Jesus? Where would they hear the words of God? Where would they see the face of a Christian? What, what's your job? If you're a student, that's your job right now. If you're a homemaker, that's your job. But if you get a paycheck and go somewhere, that's your job. I, I want you just just say it out to me out loud for a second, okay? Just say your job out loud to me. Go ahead. Say it out loud. All right. So that's your job. Now, here's the thing. Whatever you have stated... Whatever job you've yelled out to me, I want you to envision yourself as this is my job and my ministry that I'm doing for God. And it leads me me to my last point. I'm going to wrap it up with this. Listen. So he goes on to say, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as your reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. The last point is this, listen, don't labor just for an earthly paycheck. Go above and work for a spiritual reward. How many of you look at your paycheck and say, this is pathetic? (laughs) The first job they got, I remember my daughter was so excited to have her first job and have her own income, and I was excited for her to have her first job and her own income too. And she was already envisioning the amount that she was going to have, and she was calculating in her mind how much she was going to have. And when she got her first paycheck, she looked at it, and her her face went, what? She came and she said, Dad, look, they took all this money. I said, welcome to the world, honey. It's just, just, you know, taxes out, and she was sorely disappointed, and some of you are at jobs right now, and you feel like when you get that paycheck, you're disappointed, and you just look at it and say, this is just wrong. And so it's easy if you're underpaid, and some of you are, some of you may be overpaid, I'm not going to go there. If you're underpaid and you look at your paycheck, it's easy for you to say, you know what, they're paying me this, I'm going to give them this effort. Because they really should be paying me much more. I'm worth a lot more than that. And let me tell you, your worth is not determined by your paycheck, period. Your worth is not determined by your income, period. Your value is not determined by what people are giving you in your pay stub. Your worth is determined by the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the heaven, the King of heaven and earth, who calls you his child, who's died for you, sealed you with his Holy Spirit into the day of redemption. You are a person of incredible worth, and your paycheck does not determine that worth at all, at all. And so, listen, he says, I want you to work in a way that you remember that your reward is ultimately in God. So as you work at your job, 
You do it with excellence. You do it with the right attitude. You do it for God because you are earning eternal rewards in it. Your reward is not just the paycheck you get at the end of the week. Your reward is if you've done it for God, there's a sense of God is saying, well done, good and faithful servant. You've just worked 8, 10, 12 hours for me. You do it for eternal rewards. That's Pastor Mark Job. Well, God cares about what we do, right? More than that, whatever we do for a living, it can and should be a ministry. But while that's easy to say, it can be a huge challenge to those who feel trapped or think that what they do really doesn't matter. Could I offer an encouraging prayer to anybody who right now feels that way, right in that situation? Let's pray. Father, for anybody who is with us right now and does feel trapped, who feels like their work doesn't matter, would you encourage them by your Holy Spirit? Draw them to the Scriptures and draw them to yourself, the ultimate source of worth and value. We pray it in the name of Jesus, who knew what it was to work and work hard. Amen. If you know somebody that would be helped by this message, why not share it with them? You can do that as well as hear this or any past Moody Presents message again at moodypresents.org moodypresents.org. And we'd love to hear from you. Our email address is moodypresents at moody.edu. moodypresents at moody.edu. Next week, we'll continue in our series, God at Work, the sacred value of what you do. So if you feel like your job is pulling you down, or maybe you just need some encouragement to keep a good attitude in a bad place, well, join us next time. For Mark Job, I'm John Geiger, and Moody Presents is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.